your deliverance from all the sins and habits that seem to plague you day by day. Well, now, if you really want it, listen to me, brother. Get down on your knees and pray. Don't you know? Don't you know? He's just there waiting to hear from you. Don't you know? Don't you know? That if you really want to live Just say you need it. Don't you know you can have it today? Praise God, ladies and gentlemen. We are here today to call on the highest power of the universe to bring peace and prosperity upon his people. The God that we serve is a deliverer and a strong tower. He is a God of stability, a God of substance, a God of authority, and a God who can solve all of our issues. So today, establish your people with deliverance. Deliverance from the unemployment line. Deliverance from food stamps and welfare. Deliverance from the inner city housing and project living. Deliverance from drug addiction. Deliverance from social injustice. Deliverance from drive-by shootings. Deliverance from illiteracy and homelessness. Deliverance from racism and bigotry. Deliverance from hatred and violence. Deliverance from the doom of demonism. Deliverance from sin and seduction. Deliverance from helplessness and despair. Authenticate us with the principles of your power so that we can dwell in your power today. excited to introduce to you Deliverance Today Ministries. Our world is full of trouble and we have reached a point where it is time to bring to the people of God the truth of God. We are headquartered in Shreveport, Louisiana and are connected to churches worldwide. Each week we desire to come into your life with a message of deliverance that will prepare you for heaven. invite you to join our prayer line and zoom into a closer walk with God every morning from 6 to 7 a.m. Central Standard Time. We have health professionals, spiritual counselors, and Christian aid workers in Louisiana and Texas, and we'll also extend our resources to help you with social, spiritual, financial, and mental needs wherever you are. Yeah. 
begin this Black History Month with a very important topic. The sermon today is the blessing for the cross-bearer. Our text, Luke chapter 23 and verse 26. And as they led him away, they laid hold upon one Simon, a Cyrenian, coming out of the country, and on him they laid the cross that he might bear it after Jesus. Today, I want to deal with a very important issue. But before I get into it, I want to share with you a personal testimony. Though I have a dishwasher, I prefer to wash my dishes by hand. They just seem cleaner to me. When I wash the dishes, I try to get the water as hot as I can. I add a little bleach and dishwashing liquid, and then I put my towel in the water. I make the water as hot as possible because it cuts the grease on pots and pans without me having to do much scrub scrubbing. However, regardless of how hot the water is, I still have to do a little scrubbing. Some dishes require little or no scrubbing, while others require what I exert a lot of effort in getting them clean. Those are usually the dishes that the dishwasher does not clean. When I finish, I place all the dishes in the dish rack. What satisfies me is that regardless of how much I put into making them clean, everything in the dish rack is clean and ready to be used. All I'm trying to say is that when God cleans you up, and places you on display. It doesn't matter who tells you how bad your past was. When God declares you clean, then you are clean. In this country, black folk have always had to work harder to do the same job. Yes, more than a dishwasher. We have the dirty job scrubbing and cleaning the pots that would not come clean by the dishwasher only. As a people, we've been picked on and persecuted. We've been pillaged and prodded, plundered and overlooked. But salvation is salvation. It does not matter how God cleans you up. You could have been a victim of the easy way. You could have been a victim of the personal issue of cleanliness. But one thing is clear. When God cleans you, you're clean. No matter how people talk about your past, no matter how people deal with where you come from, because conversion has nothing to do where one has come from, but rather where one is going. Today, I want to talk to you about salvation. There are some important facts about the life of Simon of Cyrene. You see, he was the black man who carried the cross for Jesus. And when they were come to the place, 
which is called Calvary. There they crucified him, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood. Christ suffered without the gate. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 12. For transgression of the law of God, Adam and Eve were banished from Eden. Christ, our substitute, was to suffer outside the boundaries of Jerusalem. He died outside the gate where felons and murderers were executed. Full of significance are these words. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. Galatians 3.13 A vast multitude followed Jesus from the judgment hall to Calvary. The news of his condemnation has spread throughout Jerusalem, and the people of all classes and all ranks flocked toward the place of crucifixion. The priests and the rulers had been bound by a promise not to molest Christ's followers if he himself were delivered unto them. And the disciples and believers from the city and the surrounding region joined the throng that followed the Savior. As Jesus passed the gate of Pilate's court, the cross which had been prepared for Barabbas was laid upon him and he suffered as his bruised and bleeding shoulders had to carry the weight of the cross. Two companions of Barabbas were to suffer death at the same time with Jesus, and upon them also crosses were placed. The Savior's burden was too heavy for him in his weak and suffering condition. Since the Passover supper with his disciples, he had taken neither food nor drink. He had agonized in the Garden of Gethsemane in conflict with satanic agencies. He had endured the anguish of the betrayal and had seen his disciples forsake him and run. He had been taken to Annas, then to Caiaphas, and then to Pilate. From Pilate, he had been sent to Herod, then sent again to Pilate, from insult to insult, to renewed insult, from mockery to mockery, twice tortured by the scourge. All that night there had been scene after scene of a character to try the soul of man to the uttermost. Christ had not failed. He had spoken no word, but that tended to glorify God. All through the disgraceful farce of a trial, he had borne himself with firmness and dignity. But when after the second scourging, the cross was laid upon him, human nature could bear no more. He fell fainting beneath the burden. The crowd that followed the Savior saw his weak and staggering steps, but they manifested no compassion. They taunted and reviled him because he could not carry the heavy cross. Again, the burden was laid upon him, and again he fell fainting to the ground. His persecutors saw that it was impossible 
for him to carry his burden further. They were puzzled to find anyone who would bear the humiliating load. The Jews themselves could not do this because the defilement would prevent them from keeping the Sabbath Passover. None, even of the mob that followed him, would stoop to bear the cross. At this time, a stranger, Simon, a Cyrenian, coming in from the country, meets the throng. He hears the taunts and ribaldry of the crowd. He hears the words contemptuously repeated, Make way for the king of the Jews. He stops in astonishment at the scene, and as he expresses his compassion, they seize him and place the cross on his shoulders. Now, I want you to look at this story very carefully. Simon had heard of Jesus. His sons were believers in the Savior, but he himself was not a disciple. He just happened to be passing by. Like many black people today, Simon just happened to be in what some would say the wrong place at the wrong time. But in reality, he was in the right place at the right time. So they grabbed him. They were puzzled. They were looking around to find somebody who would accept the humiliation of carrying a cross. Oh, how terrible of a blight it was on the character of a person who would carry a cross. The Jews themselves could not do this because they were too clean. The defilement would prevent them from keeping the Passover. The Roman soldiers would not stoop to the humiliation of the cross. Nobody wanted to carry a cross. Not even the mob that followed him would stoop to bear the cross. Now notice on Sunday, they were waving palm branches, calling him the king of the Jews. But on Friday, six days later, they were crying, crucify him. That's why I don't follow the crowd because the crowd shows you how fickle they are. The crowd shows you how two-faced they are. The crowd shows you that you could be high on one day and low on another. This man, Simon, was easy to identify because as a black person at the Passover party, he was easily identified. Scholars know that this passerby was from Africa. They also know that he was a descendant of Ham. They also know that he did not look like anybody else in the crowd. Noah had three sons, Ham, Sham, and Japheth. Scholars know that the sons of Japheth went to North Europe. Scholars know that the sons of Sham went to Asia and to the Southeast. Scholars also know that the sons of Ham went to Africa. But all of a sudden, when somebody figured out that there is a blessing in carrying the cross of Jesus, now people want to put a question 
as to the ethnicity of Simon. Oh, today, my Christian friends, there's joy in carrying the cross of Jesus. There's peace in carrying the cross of Jesus. There's satisfaction in carrying the cross of Jesus. There's healing in carrying the cross of Jesus. When I carry his cross, he promises blessing to me. When I carry his cross, he tells me that he is going to prepare a special place in heaven for me. When I carry his cross and I do the work that he has called me to do, the scripture says, blessed are they when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. All around this scene, there were individuals who would not take up the cross of Jesus. All around this scene, there were individuals who were too holy to take up the cross of Jesus. All around this scene, there were individuals who wanted to deny the fact that they were in the company of Jesus. His disciples forsook him and fled. One of them before the cock crowed twice, he denied him three times. Another one of them had 30 pieces of silver jingling in his pocket because it was the betrayal money. Oh, today, many are betraying Christ. Many are running from Christ. Many are forsaking Christ. Many are not looking to Christ. But while the world is running around concerning themselves with the cares of this life, there is somebody who will carry the cross of Jesus. There's somebody who will take up his cross. There's somebody who believes in him. There's somebody who will trust him. There's somebody who will follow him. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Oh, today, somebody needs to take up the cross. Somebody needs to follow Jesus. Someone needs to hold on to his unchanging hand. Simon was drafted because he was a black man, but that doesn't matter to God. Red and yellow, black and white, all are precious in his sight. But I'm proud today that a black man took the cross of Jesus. I'm proud today that a black man shouldered the responsibility of carrying that cross up Golgotha's hill. I am satisfied today that there was a black man who was willing to take up the cross and follow Jesus. Are you willing to take up his cross? Are you willing to trust him? Are you willing to believe in him? Are you willing to follow him? Oh, there were identifying factors. You see, what distinguished Simon was that he was not like anybody else in the crowd. So let me tell you how I know he was black. 
The Bible makes it clear he was not a Jew. It makes it clear he was not a Roman. The Bible says he was not part of the mob. He was unconverted. He was somebody who could be easily distinguished as a person who was different. He did not look like anybody there. He was a foreigner. He was a passerby. But oh, my Christian friends, he was a black man who was able to carry the cross of Jesus. Oh, today, are you willing to carry the cross? Do you believe in him? Do you trust in him? Do you want to be saved by him? It's important for each of us today to claim the cross of Jesus. Father in heaven, may each of us learn to trust you. May each of us learn to believe in you. May each of us learn to accept you. May we carry your cross. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you've enjoyed this message by Pastor Jonathan McCautry, please reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. Call at 318-658-6216. Email us at deliverancetodayministries at gmail.com. Write us at P.O. Box 5452, Bossier City, Louisiana, 71171. This is Ruth Ann Thompson at Deliverance Today Ministries, inviting you to join us and become a faithful pledge supporter so we can reach others through this radio ministry. Before we leave the air today, I'd like to make a special appeal for those of you who believe in the power of prayer. Please join us on our Zoom prayer line tomorrow morning at 6 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time. Zoom number 504-535-3921. There is no ID number. Come and pray with us each day. Good day. God bless you. Joseph Natchez 90.